Praise the Lord and welcome to the broadcast. It's Friday morning. It's Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in the studio at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. And I hope you'd get your pencil and paper and your Bibles and get ready to take some notes today. For I know those who follow our ministry are people who love the truth of God's Word and are finding it very relevant that we must know Scripture. We must be good Bereans. We must examine the scripture. We must search for the treasure that God has hidden, not from us, but for us, to cry out to him and to find. And it is there. It's sound and it's laid up for the righteous. Hallelujah. And uh, these last 18 sessions that we've had concerning Bible faith in light of the cross have been wonderful to me and really they're just Bible studies for myself and, and, and others get to, 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 to follow along with us and watch. But these are Bible studies for me many times. I mean every time that I do anything I've already studied up and prayed up if you will. But while we're going through these Bible studies as these sessions they are Bible studies themselves. I mean I am learning as we go through and, and, and listen to the Holy Spirit guide us and piece the Word of God together. And these, these last 18 sessions and today will be very, very powerful in, uh, because of what the Lord has written in His Word concerning faith. There's so many things written by men about faith, so many things that will lead you astray because if we don't understand how the, the, the cross of Christ relates to our daily living, not just to be justified, not just power over the sin nature, but to function in all the things God has called us to function in, to walk in. All the grace offered requires a knowledge of how the cross of Christ 2,000 years ago plays a part, how it pertains to my daily living. And if I don't know that, I'm going to be in big trouble because here is the reality. God doesn't just do things anyway. If that's the case, then the book of Galatians can be removed and, and many of the stories under the old covenant can be gotten rid of. But God requires our faith be in His Son and what His Son did at Calvary to be saved, to live saved, even to be the ministers of righteousness that He's called us to be, ministers of reconciliation. God doesn't just do things anyway. And so these sessions that we have presented, that we have placed on the table for you to hear uh, they're there for you to grab your Bibles and to follow along and to make sure that we're not stretching or twisting or removing or adding. It is just the Word of God in its proper context. And uh, again, today is Bible Faith in Light of the Cross, Part 19, here on this 15th day of October 2021. And you can go back and find all the sessions either on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page or the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel or the website thecrosswaychurch.com or the Spreaker app. And our channel there is for those who have ears to hear or you can type my name in and the Spreaker app for your phone is just simply audio. The others uh, you can listen or watch. And But I pray that you would follow along and help us spread the truth of God's Word for there is so much pretending in the church because of not knowing. And again, the, the less we know about the cross as it pertains to our daily living, the less we're going to be able to be pleasing to the Lord, the less victory we'll experience, the less of everything, the less we'll know about the Holy Spirit and the less we know about the Lord and His way. Uh, we got to be very careful because we'll find ourselves making things up, thinking that they're right. They seem right to us, but they always end in death if it's not the cross of Christ being applied to our lives. Amen. So this morning we're going to begin in 1 John chapter 4. And we're going to see this powerful uh, comment in the Bible. And, and, and when you read things in the Bible, you must believe them. You must accept them, trust them, submit yourselves to them. 
And, and the Bible here says in 1 John chapter 5, 1 John 5 and verse 4, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Are you born again? Are you a born-again Christian? You've overcome the world. The moment you were placed in the one that overcame all things at Calvary, Jesus Christ, you became an overcomer. Not the first time you found yourself being delivered from something. That's the experience of scripturally being an overcomer because your trust is in the one who overcame, did the work, completed and perfected the work for you at Calvary. Hallelujah. Now, what we experience now is the result of that work if our faith is in that work. Hallelujah. And uh, we know what our faith is in, my friend, because it's what we're offering to people when they come to us with their problems. What we tell people to do or properly who we tell people to trust and to look, where to look at that one and what he did. Let me say it again. This, this is really where the rubber meets the highway. When people come to us with problems, whether we're pastors or, or, or we're not, whatever we offer them for their way out of their mess is what our faith is in. If our faith is in Jesus and what he did at Calvary, we're going to offer them that. We're going to point them to, to that place. And, and, and the Holy Spirit through us is going to offer them scriptures to broaden that picture of the one who said the word is about him. The volume of the book is written about him. And what he did 2,000 years ago to get them out of their mess today. Let me say it one more time before we move on. Whatever we tell someone is the way out of their dilemma, that's what our faith is in. If you direct them to AA, if you direct them to three things they need to do, if you direct them, if they just get planted in a church, if they just get all these things, even the things that we should be found involved in, if you point them to those things instead of Jesus and what he did at Calvary, then it shows you and me that's where our faith is also. If your faith is in Christ and what he did at Calvary for salvation and sanctification, which is the experience of salvation, all fruit bearing, all grace coming, if our faith is in Christ and what he did at Calvary, that's what we'll be offering the people. If that's not what we're offering... That's not what we're trusting in. Listen very carefully. You'll see what ministers are trusting in because whatever that is, that's what they're offering. 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory. Now you got to catch on to this today. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Our faith is the substance of what we need from God. Scripturally, our faith is the substance of what we're hoping according to the Word. Our faith is the evidence that we have that God's Word is true and that God will perform all of His Word. Hallelujah. Are you with me? It's your faith that's your victory. It's not the experience you have. If I, if I break through this, now all breakthroughs are a manifestation of the victory that you already have. That is, if your breakthrough is because of your faith in Jesus Christ and what He did at Calvary. That is, if your faith is in what God has said in His Word and faith has come through that righteous avenue. We're going to see something very powerful today. It's going to be very challenging as well. And, and, but, but, but we've got too many people in the body of Christ depending on experiences. Listen, Mormons have experiences. They don't know our God. Jehovah's Witness have 
experience they call spiritual, they don't know our God. Catholics have experiences, spiritual experiences, but they don't know our God. Islamists have spiritual experiences. They're more uh, dedicated and sincere about what they believe spiritually than most Christians are, but they don't know our God. I want you to hear me today. They don't know our God. They are not Christians. And we have to make sure we let that be known. That the only people who on the earth who have ever been Christians are those who are born of God. And those who are born of God means they died in Christ through faith in His death at Calvary in that alone. When you add to that, you eliminate yourself from that. When you add to that, you eliminate yourself from the benefits of that. Read Galatians. You'll see. Even the Christians, spirit-filled Christians, who had begin to look back and resort back to circumcision and are days in which we think we need to do this or do that or don't eat this or don't eat that... Romans 14 tied with Galatians 5 says they not only grow weak in the faith but now Christ can't profit them. He can't affect them. This this is real my friends and so we've got to get it out of our mind that well God goes ahead on and does this anyway. That's never been the case. It'll never be the case. He's good to the just and the unjust. He's, He's kind the Bible says even to the evil but that don't mean He's pleased with them. That doesn't mean that they're in His will. That doesn't even mean that they're His people. We need to remember that. The Bible is a, is a, is, has been throughout the ages this narrow approach to God, the narrow way to be in fellowship with God, to approach God. It's always been that way. And... Uh, It'll always be that way, and we need to remember that. So what what have we gotten out of step one today in this session? Our faith that that, that caused us to be born again, this, this faith, catch it now, that we obtained... 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1, Peter said, This like precious faith which we have obtained through the righteousness of God and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, it's got to be... It's got to be the faith we've received as we were born again. Our trust, our belief from the heart unto righteousness, Romans 10 and 10, meaning our trust was in the righteous one, Jesus Christ, and what he did at Calvary on the cross, that righteous work that opened the door, became our light, robed us, set us on the path of righteousness, is daily teaching us to love his righteousness where he can make our hearts glad and we can seek that righteousness first, hallelujah, and He can add everything to our lives that we need. Come on, somebody, we can get happy in here today because we're learning the truth of God's Word, the righteousness of God's Word. It's so important that you and I, you can write it down on paper right now. You can write this down. You you better look at it. You better accept it. You better submit, not to me, but you better submit to the Word of God or you're going to be in big trouble. Most of the churches out there, and because they don't know these truths, all they can do is pretend that they're right. All they can do. And that's all that most of the church, unfortunately, is doing today. The only avenue through which this faith comes that is our victory. Get this now. The only avenue through which faith comes that is our victory is God's righteousness. 2 Peter 1 and 1. This like, like across the board, the measure, Romans 12, 3, God has dealt to Every man among us, that means his people, the measure of faith. He didn't give some big measures and some little measures. He gave us all the measure of faith. We're either growing stronger in the faith, and that's based on just how much more we're trusting in the work of Christ at Calvary, Unless we're trusting ourselves, we're growing stronger in the faith, but the more these things drop off that we 
thought we had to keep trusting in what we ate, what we didn't eat, the clothes we wear, the day we did this, the day we didn't do that, and all these things that Jesus overcame and triumphed over all of that, making an open show publicly of all principalities and powers and nailing the the, the law to his cross. The less we trust in what we're doing and the more we trust in what Jesus has already done, completed and finished, that determines where we are in the faith. Are we exercising our faith in what God's Word said in its righteous context? Hear me very carefully. I don't care if we've not heard this before. I don't care. It's been written all along. It's in the Bible. Will you simply be a Bible believer? That's the question God wants to know from all of us. Will you trust my Word? Is it really my word to you? Will you walk in the light of my word? Or will you just keep going in what you think, they think, we get together and feel good about thinking? Hear me very carefully. The faith that comes from hearing God's word only comes through righteousness. That was not a a one-time first initial deal only. The only avenue through which faith comes is righteousness and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Note this with your pencil and your paper. Romans 1.18 tells us that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against those who hold the truth in unrighteousness. His wrath is revealed against the ungodliness and the unrighteousness that can be the only fruit of holding His truth outside of its righteous context. Because outside of what the Scriptures are really about, faith can't come. Faith came when you believed with the heart unto Jesus, the righteous one and the righteous work He did at Calvary for the forgiveness of your sins. You were dealt in that moment the measure of faith. You obtained that like precious faith. Again, that's Romans 12 and 3, 2 Peter 1 and 1. Please write these things down. Don't look at man. Don't look at me. Don't look at other preachers. Look at the Word. Does it say it? Is it there? Will you believe it? Or will you run because you've never heard these things? The only avenue that faith can come It's through righteousness. It only comes through righteousness. Day one, first time, every time. God says in Proverbs 8 and verse 8, all the words of my mouth are in righteousness. Did you understand that? I'm going to say that again. Maybe we have new viewers today. All of God's words are located in righteousness. Well, when we think of or say the word righteous or righteousness, our minds must go to Jesus and what He did, living a perfect righteous life (coughs) and then dying a perfect righteous death in that He was completely obeying His Father even unto death. Jesus, by the grace of God, Hebrews 2 and 9, tasted death for all men through faith. He lived by grace through faith. Every word that God has ever spoken, and remember, Jesus said the volume of the book is written of Him, the righteous one. Every word, this is a profound scripture for those who really desire to learn the truth of God's word. Proverbs 8 and verse 8, all the words of my mouth are in righteousness. That's where they're located. And again, Jesus said the volume of the book was written of Him. And that's located in Psalms 40 verse 7 and Hebrews 10 verse 7. But Romans 1, 16 and 17 bring something remarkable to the table. And we are called to rightly divide the truth of God's Word. We are called to cry out for knowledge and understanding and to, and to treasure His Word 
in our hearts. That's what Proverbs chapter 2 means when he says, If you will receive my word and hide my commandments in your heart. That word hide means treasure. Look it up. I, I, I encourage you. I challenge you. Look it up. That word to hide God's word in our heart means to treasure God's word. Get that, I hope. But Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17 tell us that this righteousness of God, all the words of His mouth that Jesus said are concerning Him, Luke 24, 44 through 46, the righteousness of God, the righteousness of God's words, Romans 1, 16 and 17 are revealed in the gospel. In the gospel, the avenue through which God's word was declared, you believed unto righteousness, the righteousness of God's word, and faith came. And when we hold God's word outside of that righteous context, the only thing that can be experienced, even if we think we're alive and we got all this and that, and we are alive, but we're dead. If we're not trusting in the cross of Christ and seeing more of that redemptive story in the Word of God, we're going the wrong direction. It's not just the way in. It's the maintenance for the way through. Hallelujah. It's the provision for the way through. It's the protection for the way through. It's the, it's the provision, the protection, the power. It's everything. It's everything. It's not just some foundational message, my friend. It's the message that all the things that are written about in the Bible can only make sense through and prevent us from being resisted by God through. When we hold His truths outside of their righteous context, the only thing that can be experienced even if we're deceitfully deceived and think we're really walking with God and moving on with God is ungodliness and unrighteousness and that is because God is resisting. God resists everything that's not faith in the cross. God resists everything that's not faith in the cross. If I'm weak in the faith, it's because I'm being resisted due to the pride in my heart. That's what it is if I think I, I'm, I'm growing spiritually by only eating these things or only doing this on this day or only wearing long sleeves or only not cutting my hair. All these things I'm doing, if I think I'm growing by what I'm doing spiritually, that's pride. God resists. Even though He loves me, even though He's got more for me than I could ever imagine, He, he cannot not resist the proud. But the good news is he gives more grace to the humble. Back to the main point here. What you just received will help you find a faster pace in this race God has set before you if you'll take it to heart. And really all I'm asking you to do today is surrender to the truths of God's word. Not to men not to men, not looking for praise among men, but looking to please God that can't be done outside of faith in His Word and that faith has to come through righteousness or it's not true biblical faith. All these stories we hear about, I opened the Bible and read this and all these stories we hear, if it wasn't related to Christ, my friend, and what He did at Calvary, the experience, again, Mormons have experience. Jehovah's Witness have experience. Catholics have spiritual experiences. But we, as God's children, have experiences based on the righteousness of His Word or we're in the same category as everybody else. We're just having experiences. We, though, as children of God, we have spiritual Christian experiences confirmed with Scriptures in their righteous context. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Most people won't like this. Most people won't receive this. Only those who tremble at God's Word. And the Bible says in Isaiah 66, I believe 60 or 66, one of those chapters, <coughs> that He's near those 
that tremble at his word. Not tremble at what men think and tremble I might lose my position. Tremble I might tremble at God's word. So number one today, we got to move on. Time's flying. Number one, our faith is our victory. Paul said it's how we live. The life we live is by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. All speaking of Calvary and what he did by faith, loved us and gave himself for us. And our trusting in that righteous work, believing under righteousness, the righteousness of God's word as the truth of the gospel, we were given, we obtained, we were dealt the measure of faith, like precious faith. And it is our victory. Hallelujah. Now won't you just go ahead and say that. This faith is my victory. I have victory right now. I, 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 I want to see some things happen because of this victorious faith I've already been given. Hallelujah. But these things are that, that I'm looking to see, the breakthroughs in our lives that we all need to see, they happen by the Spirit of God when He finds this biblical faith, this faith that comes through the righteousness of God. Not just the initial giving of this measure of faith, this like precious faith, but this faith that works today is only the faith we received initially. It's the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave Himself for us. The faith that works is the faith that saved us. The faith that saved us is the only faith that works. The avenue through which it comes is the only avenue through which it keeps coming. And that's just straight out Bible, my friend. That's straight out Bible. We're not looking to set out something new to put our name on the map. Listen, nobody even needs to know who I am, but they need to get in the Word so they can find out who their God is, who their Savior is the way that he's offered the, of growth, of, of strength, protection, provision, power, hallelujah. It all comes as faith comes through the righteousness of God and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So number one, we'll get past it here in a minute. Number one must have a lot of A, B, C, D, E. Number one, our faith is our victory. Okay? And what we're mainly discussing today is how faith comes through righteousness. It has to. It's required to, and I'll show you why. Let's turn now in our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. Remember, you've got to hold on now to what we've just laid on the table. My faith is my victory because it actually is the measure of of the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me, that's what the Apostle Paul tells us we live by. We overcome by that faith. <coughs> so remember that. <coughs> Excuse me. Our faith is our victory. So watch now 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We're talking about now the experience of this victory. What is it? Our faith. The experience of our faith. Get this simple. I love kindergarten Bible teaching because it's right there where the power of God's found. Watch. Casting down imaginations. What does that? Our faith. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What does that? Our faith. Because our faith is the victory. Watch now. And bringing into captivity every thought, here comes the focus, to the obedience of Christ. That means His obedience unto death. His obedience unto death. Jesus lived a perfect, sinless, spotless, without blemish life. But none of that saved us. It just made Him eligible to die as the spotless Lamb of God for us. None of that saved us. We say it all the time around here. I read it from someone, I don't know where I got it, some, somebody long, hundreds of years ago, I think. The life Jesus lived qualified him for the death he died. He had to be sinless and spotless. And the death he died 
qualifies us for the life he lived. We need to remember that. Our faith is what will cast down imaginations if we know the avenue through which faith works and faith comes. Never for, you're hearing something very powerful today. God doesn't... God, God, some people say, well, that's just too narrow. Now, I'm not going to say anything ugly about them folks. But God has made it so narrow so that it would be so obvious. It's not broad. It's not two or three. It's narrow so we will see. God told Adam, commanded Adam, listen, all the trees in the garden you're free to eat. Just don't eat off the one tree. Man, that's narrow. You mean, you mean that's, that's one word, one command. That was it. But we can't do it. So Jesus had to come and do it. Hallelujah. Watch this now. Our faith casts down these imaginations. Our faith is what casts down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That means every thought that tells us something other could work other than the cross. That thought that tells us that we ain't going to never make it, we ain't going to overcome, this ain't going to work, all these things. No, our faith, over, our faith is our victory. That means our faith in Christ and His work at the cross because that's the only avenue of righteousness and that's the only avenue through which faith comes. Remember, I can't just do with God's Word what I want to. I have to allow the Holy Spirit to take God's Word and show me the living Word of God and what He accomplished as the Lamb of God before the light comes on in my heart of the Word. You've got to understand that, my friend. If you don't understand that, then you, like I did for years, even as a minister, would hold God's Word outside of its righteous context. And bud, all we can do is pretend at that level because faith can't come. Oh, we call it faith coming and we call it works by faith, but if it's not coming through that righteous avenue, that means through faith in the cross, it ain't coming. It's something else coming. I've said it for years and the Lord's just now helping us to see it more clearly. If it's not faith in the cross, then it's not faith that's coming from the Lord by even hearing by the Word of God. It's got to be in that righteous context. Or it's not faith that comes, it's flesh that comes. And we can be like the church in Sardis. We can think we're alive. We're a church alive but be dead. We, we can be deceitfully deceived. Many are right now. M many. Most are right now. I don't mean to be ugly and I don't mean to make it sound like we're the only ones that, that are right. By no means. I've never said that. That's never been true. We've been accused of all sorts of things, saying all sorts of things. I, I always just tell the people that come ask me, don't listen, I tell, don't listen to anybody. Go get the CD or go to the YouTube channel. Go to the website. Go to the Spreaker channel. Go, go to these places and listen for yourself. For these naysayers are only drawing attention to themselves by saying negative things about other people that haven't really been said by them. Go and listen for yourself and see if the things being taught are actually scriptural. And then you'll find out the reality is that most ministers today don't want the soundness and the narrowness of the gospel truth because that would cause them to have to stop believing what they've always believed even though they're being shown it's not right. And there's where the rubber meets the highway in as whether we will fear the Lord and tremble at His word or fear men and go with men. It's always been that case. It's always, it'll always be that way. Will we trust God's word? Will, our, will we cry out for knowledge and understanding and wisdom that's laid up for us, sound, hallelujah, Will we treasure what God has said and, 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 and walk in the light of God's Word? That's the question. God's calling His remnant, His people, all of His people, back to this place of 
increased knowledge that He promised us in these last days. Men that teach something that's not written in the Word, stay away from them. Men that teach the Word in, in, in the light of Jesus and what He did at Calvary and constantly point to that, don't be scared of that, my friend. And don't dare sit there and think that, that it's not going to be awful when we stand before Jesus and say, thanks for the blood, but uh, I needed a lot more than that. Thanks for the blood, but I needed to know a lot more than that. Uh, thank where are we with God's Word? Is our hunger for God's Word really just a hunger to learn? I know a lot of people through the years that they just have this striving, not striving, but this thriving, thriving spirit. They could go, man, they could go learn how to fix a semis and they'd excel at it. They could start learning some nations, church, uh, uh, governmental history, and they thrive at it. They, they, uh, and sometimes they find themselves, that's the kind of person they are. And you got to be careful with all that, my friend. Are you hungry for the truth of God's Word? If you are, then you're looking for the one who said He is the truth. He is the living Word. He is the one who died so that you could have the light of God's Word in Christ Jesus, the power of God's Word, and that your faith in experience could be your victory. Theologically and scripturally, our faith, the truth is the faith we have. We obtained it. We were dealt it by God. It is our victory. But the Lord right now, is looking for the fruit of that faith He gave us. Every day, the faith that comes through righteousness. Not the faith that I think comes because I'm doing with God's Word what I, what I feel like doing. The faith that comes, that casts down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and brings into captivity every thought, every thought, every thought to the obedience of Christ. That means to His obedience in death. That's where all our thoughts go that are not of God, that are thoughts that are fleshly lust trying to grab a hold of us and take us somewhere. And we've said it over the last couple of years here at Crossway Church you're either going to learn how to take these thoughts captive under the obedience of Christ or they're going to take us captive in places we don't want to go. And that right there is a powerful, powerful statement. If we don't learn how to take these thoughts, how, how do you think Christian marriages end in divorce? Because there was some fleshly lust of some sort that began to surface somewhere and somebody didn't know how to or did and refused to take those thoughts that were not godly thoughts, that did not come from hearing the Word. They didn't know how to or they did and refused to in rebellion because their flesh lusted after They did not take those thoughts captive unto the obedience of Christ. This can't be done outside the knowledge of the cross. This can't be done outside of seeing a, a, a greater picture of what actually took place, what was provided us at Calvary. It's not going to happen. How do Christians go out and commit some of the most ungodliest acts? Let's bring it home. How do you and me find ourselves in these thoughts and, and carried away in these thoughts or committing the actual acts that we find ourselves in when we know you and I, the ones who have been listening to this man, because the cross of Christ is something we submitted to initially at salvation. The cross of Christ, its application to our daily lives is something now that some of the church is learning how to apply God's Word to their lives, this faith that is our victory. But it's not just the knowledge of it now. That's the first step in learning. I, I, I accept it's right. Then the second step never ends. It's daily submitting to the truth of the cross, the truth of God's Word. In the light of who Jesus is and what He did at Calvary, there will be no end to this teaching. They will never shut our mouths. They will never snuff us out. It's always been... 
the way it is and it will always be the way it is until Jesus comes and sets his kingdom up on this earth. Now watch this. Let's keep going now to Romans chapter 6. This is where, this is where the treasure gets real shiny. Hallelujah. This, this is where we're going through and we're learning something. Faith is our victory because it's the faith of Christ who is our victory. Hallelujah. Faith is not my victory any other avenue than it being the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. That's why faith is our victory. And, and the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. We just read that scripture because it's all by faith and our faith is our victory. Watch this now. Watch very carefully with a reminder. Faith is our victory. Nothing else. Not doing three things. Not confessing three things. Not doing anything. Not confessing anything. Believing from the heart under righteousness, that work of Christ at Calvary, the Word of God in that light, in that light, everything in the Bible, the Holy Spirit will show you in the light of Christ and Him crucified or you're not seeing it in the proper light. You're not seeing it in the proper light. You're not seeing it the way the Holy Spirit's trying to teach it to us. There are no topics in the Bible that the Holy Spirit will teach you and guide you in without the light of the Lamb. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And that's why we, we don't mind as the church saying, the reason our country is in the shape it's in is because of the church. I'm telling you why the church is in the shape it's in. Because thousands of books have been written on faith. Thousands of books have been written on all kinds of things that the Bible wants to talk about. The Holy Spirit wants to teach us. But he guides us into <coughs> all truth. That's the word of the truth of the gospel. For without the gospel, truth won't be known. Without the gospel, truth, righteousness can't be seen. Get this. Romans 1, 16 and 17. Write this down, please. The righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. Proverbs 12 and 17 tell us that he that speaks truth shows forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. A false witness shows us things that sounds right, even uses God's word to try to show us something that seems right, but it's deceitful. That means it might look right, seem right, but it's not right because it's not what is revealing the righteousness of God. But he that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. It's seen. Shows it by the preaching of truth. It's revealed in the gospel. We, we rightly divide these things and we see it's got to be the word of the truth of the gospel. Now watch this in Romans chapter 6. This is where the golden nuggets of God's Word, the treasure of God's Word becomes more and more clear, more and more shiny as the treasure it really is for us. Watch Romans chapter 6 verse 13. Neither yield ye your members as instruments, that word means weapons. Write it down, hallelujah. Highlight it in your Bible, write weapons, right above the word instruments. Look it up, you'll find the word instruments here means weapons. Amen. I've got a Bible out that I can just touch the, uh, 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 the word. Up comes the Strong's definition. Instruments means weapons. Watch, neither yield ye, that means give way to, neither submit yourselves, the members of your body, as instruments, as weapons of unrighteousness, unto sin, the words the noun there, meaning the sin nature, because your, your drunkenness is not really... Your problem, it's what's there in your heart that's missing that's making you a drunk. 
Come on, somebody. It, 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 the, 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 thing, the thing that appears to be the issue, the manifestation of the sin, is it, just that. It's the manifestation of the sin. It's the symptom we see of the sin. But what is causing it is the real issue. It's the real issue. It's in the heart. And the Bible says that it's with the heart. Men believe either under righteousness... There's only one other avenue, unrighteousness. That's why we can hold God's Word in an unrighteous avenue. And honey, at the end of the day, after all the fake smiles and the, and the pretending, we know it ain't working. After all the show and all the hypocrisy, we go home and there the real tears are. There the real pain is and agony because it ain't working. What you're receiving right now, there is no maybes. There are no mites. This is not a slot machine. I'll try it. It's a guarantee. God's word is our guarantee. He gave us His Word. He sent His Word to heal us and to deliver us from all destruction. And that Word He sent is not just vocal words. It's the living Word He sent to be tried and endured the cross for the joy that was set before Him. His name is Jesus, the living Son of God. He's our Savior. Hallelujah. He's the one who lived by grace through faith and hits His faith that we've been given, that we overcome by, that we live by, that we find the provision of God by, the power of God by, the protection of God by. Hallelujah. Watch this now. Don't yield your members, and it's up to us. We choose. Those of us who know the way of the cross, we choose. Do not yield your members as instruments, weapons, because... The, the weapons, the instruments of our body, they're weapons. Watch. Of unrighteousness unto the sin nature, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead. See, it points back to Calvary. That's, that's not just pointing to the resurrection. When anything points to the resurrection, the power of the resurrection is the cross. You, you need never forget that. Bible doesn't say that, 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 that we justified... The Bible, let me tell you what the Bible does say. We're justified by the blood. The devil had the power of death taken from him through the death of Jesus, Hebrews 2.14. Come on now. When, when the Bible speaks of the resurrection, the power of resurrection is the power that was in the death of Jesus. The preaching of the cross, not the resurrection, the preaching of the cross is the power of God that lets us know Jesus atoned for all sin. Because of that, the resurrection was going to happen. The resurrection was just one big, I told you so. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Watch this now. Let's get this today. You got to get this. But yield yourselves unto God. It's the only way we can yield unto God. People, well, I'm just going to yield to God and do this, do that. No, we're going to yield to God if we yield ourselves to God as those that are alive from the dead, resurrected from the dead, faith in the cross gives us the born-again experience. Faith in the cross after the born-again experience gives us the power of the born-again experience. And your members, talking about your body, yield, submit your members as instruments Weapons of righteousness unto God. The weapons of our warfare are the weapons of righteousness. Our bodies, the members of our bodies, they only do what they do because we think the way we think. And we only think the way we think because we believe the way we believe. It's always been that way. It'll always be that way. The reason I live the way I live is because I think the way I think. And the reason I think the way I think is because I believe whatever it is I'm believing. 
Jesus said, if I commit my works unto him, Proverbs 17, 3, he would, that's, that's pro, that may be Proverbs 16, 3, one of those. If I commit my works unto him, he will establish my thinking. And if he's establishing my thinking, it's in righteousness. Isaiah 54, 14, Bible says God establishes his people in righteousness. Hallelujah. And oppression will be far from them. And terror, because we will not fear. Why? Because our thinking is on track now with the Word of God because He's establishing us in His righteousness, that only avenue through which faith comes, 2 Peter 1 and 1. And when faith comes, faith overcomes. Glory to God. I hadn't said that in a long time. Man, I felt good saying that this morning. Woo! When faith comes... It comes through the righteousness of God. And when faith comes, faith overcomes. Remember, it was the righteousness of God taking place in what He did at Christ on the cross. That's the righteous work of God taking place at Calvary that crushed the devil's head, that took the power of death away from him, that opened the door for us to be righteous, wear this robe of righteousness, be on the path of righteousness, hunger and thirst for righteousness so he can fill our hearts with the fruit of it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Learn to love it so he can make our hearts glad. Learn to seek it first so he can add everything to our lives that we need. See, you you say, it's all by faith, Brother Curtis. Yes, if it's faith that comes through righteousness and that through place is the cross of Christ, the Word of God in that light. Psalms 37, 6 says that He has made our righteousness as the light. The light. The righteousness of Jesus Christ. The righteousness of the Lamb of God is our light. Revelation 21, 23 tells us that the Lamb is the light. Not just of the coming city, but He is the light of all men. The Lamb of God is the light. Hallelujah. So, what have we heard today? That our faith is the victory because it's the faith of the Son of God that we live by, that we have had this measure of faith we've received, that we've obtained, measured to us from. Our faith is our victory. It is our weapon, the sword of faith, which is what in Ephesians 6? The Word of God, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the gospel shoes of peace, hallelujah, the loin belt of truth, all which describes Jesus and what He would provide as the Lamb of God. And when we walk in God's Word in the light of the Lamb, we're not just going to have to talk about faith, the experience with scriptural evidence in the light of the Lamb will be there for us to tell everybody why we're experiencing what we're experiencing. Experiences without scriptural evidence, I don't listen to. I don't give a thought of. Experiences with scriptural evidence in the light of the Lamb... I'm encouraged by it. I, 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 I get joyous about it. Hallelujah. Number one, faith is our victory. Not what happens. No, faith is our victory. The weapons of our warfare, they're not weak. They're mighty. But, but our weapon is the sword of the Spirit. It's the Word of God through which faith comes. And our weapons, the Bible says, our, our, our instrument, our, 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 the members of our body based on what we're calling faith. If it's Bible faith in light of the cross and that's what we're trusting in, the members of our body can be presented to God as weapons of righteousness. Weapons of righteousness. 
But we, we cannot be found. I did it for years. I'm telling you, I did it. Even as a minister for years, I held God's Word outside of its righteous context. And you could not have told me any of those years that I was doing that, that I was wrong. I wouldn't have listened to you. I would have said, well, you just don't know what the Lord is showing me. And That, that right there is 99% of the, the experience in the church today. I'm telling you, it's horribly, uh, it, it may not be 99, okay, 98. Okay, 98. All you have to do is ask a minister what he recommends for deliverance from whatever the bondage is that you find yourself in a struggle with. The answer he gives is what he's trusting in. And let me say this, it may sound wrong, but it's not. But we've been so brainwashed and seduced and misled, deceitfully misled. We can't just give people Scripture. We must tell them the one who the Scripture is about. You remember Philip and the eunuch. It was Philip, right? The eunuch needed some help seeing who this was about. What's this about? Philip preached Jesus to him. We can't just throw a Bible verse out there to somebody because we know a Bible verse for their situation, their dilemma. We've got to allow the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth to show us how this truth can take place in their situation. And that's always and only going to be applied through faith in the blood. This is why we declare that every word of God must be dipped in the blood. There will always be those that disagree, but then again there will always be those who are weak in the faith. There will always be those that just try to make Bible topics about Bible topics without the cross. Just let it be about what it's about. It's always about Jesus. The Bible says all things are from Him, by Him, to Him, for Him. If all things are from Him, by Him, for Him, and to Him, then that means the Scriptures must be applied about Him because they're from Him, they relate to Him, and the only fruit that will happen is if he's involved in the doing of the Word of God because he's told us we can't do anything without him. Hallelujah. I have loved, loved, loved and been greatly edified today through this broadcast, just through the opportunity to share God's Word in the light of his righteousness holding His words of truth in their righteous context brings a great joy, a great satisfaction. When we find what satisfied God and we hold on to that, there, my friends, we will find the satisfaction we've tried to feel with all sorts of things, even ministerial things. But when we find that one thing that satisfied God, and we hold to that dearly with all that we have, clinging, keeping the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave Himself for us, that which satisfied God, we will find that satisfaction we've looked for and searched for everywhere. And then we can, we can learn to abide satisfied. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for following us. Thanks for subscribing to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316 at Determined Camp Meeting this past uh, weekend, which was beyond what words could really describe. I reached the thousand subscriber mark and it has made things easy easier for us to, uh, to use the camera that we use to be able to stream to multiple locations. So thank you for following really this ministry, the teaching of God's Word in the light of His Son and what His Son did at Calvary. Thank you for supporting us financially, all of those of you who do. 
And for those of you who may not be praying for us, may not be supporting us financially, you will find out when you begin to pray for and you begin to support financially and in any other avenues, those ministries that are focused on what God is focused on, those ministries that are ever mindful of what God declares He's ever mindful of, that being the covenant, when you sow into those ministries, wherever they might be, when they're sold out to this truth for salvation, sanctification, and all the inflow of God's grace, you're going to find God reaching through an open window in heaven and opening doors for you and pouring out on you. He says that you're not going to be able to contain all of it. And He's also going to rebuke the devourer on your behalf, which proves your faith is in the cross and you're excited about it and you're going that way. The way of the cross is the only way God's offering as the way of His righteousness. If you want to give, if God stirs your heart to give, you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. God bless you. I do love you. Look forward to seeing you Sunday morning. You don't want to miss Sunday morning. You don't want to miss Sunday morning. I'll see you then. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. God bless you.